In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And hey, hey, everybody, it's such a beautiful Monday here in Chicago, and I hope that everyone's enjoying whatever they need to enjoy today. Whatever your desires are for this day, here you go. Here's some light and love. Make it happen, everybody. I'm so glad you're joining us today because we have a really cool call lined up. You know, let me paint a little scenario for you. As a business coach, when I speak to people about marketing and, you know, we're first getting going, it's a newer client, I'll say, okay, so let's talk marketing strategy. What do you have in place? Here's here's kind of how it goes. Well, marketing, well, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to do that, but I'm really busy. And, and so I have an intern who helps me with that, but I really don't have time to give that intern much direction. But we send out a newsletter when we can. And, uh, well, we have a Facebook page, and we're starting to toy around on Twitter a little bit. And I think, wow, you know, if you're so busy, hopefully you're making tons and tons of money so that maybe marketing can take a little bit of a backseat. But, but here's the scoop, folks. If you're not marketing in your busiest times, then when that client decides to move on, you know, that client who's probably responsible for about 70% of your income, right? Because don't you have all your eggs in one basket, right? When that client moves on, you're in trouble. So we have to diversify our marketing attempts. We must, must, must. Sure, traditional marketing is fabulous. Sending out the newsletters, that's fabulous if you're consistent and, and if they're, uh, how shall I say, if they're, if they're good, if the content is good, right? If it's not a book that people are just going to erase, just going to delete out of their inbox. You know, all those things are great. But in today's time, we have to do due diligence with our online marketing strategies. And, you know, if, if you're listening and you're saying, yeah, I know, and I don't, don't be alone. Because so many business owners out there are not doing this. They are not online putting forward their best efforts. And then we do get online 
And oftentimes what happens? Well, you know, we've been doing this for a month and we've been spending 20 minutes a day and it's really not making a difference in our business. Okay, so so we're here to talk today, okay, and to address this this dilemma that entrepreneurs find themselves in, I have invited an expert. Yes, today we have a wonderful expert. Renee Schmidt is the founder and CEO of SheBites, that's B-Y-T-E-S, dot com. And she's here today because you're probably here because you feel like sending out an SOS and she's here to answer your questions and to tell us where to begin and how to how to make social media and other online marketing strategies work for you. Let me tell you a bit about Renee. She's a professional blogger and a tech pundit and internet marketing specialist. And Renee was able to generate six-figure traffic. That's 20,000-plus readers per month within 12 months of launching her business. That's pretty impressive, right? We can make some money when we have that kind of traffic coming to our websites. Now, in 2010, Renee co-founded Madison Technology, a New York City-based cloud computing company, where she served as head of business development and sales. But prior to becoming a technology entrepreneur, Renee developed her business acumen at an international bank where she spent five years working in the field of corporate finance. And so we do have someone who's been there, done it with us today, and I would like to welcome to the show, Renee Schmidt. Hey, Renee, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm really excited to have you here today, Renee. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. One of the things that that I I just I'm in love with right away is that you are in the field of technology and there just aren't a lot of women in this field. And I'm not quite sure why. I'm not quite sure if it's lack of interest, if it's um, perceived lack of expertise, if there's just not room in the field, if I, I don't know. And, and so I want to thank you for sort of being a, a pioneer in the tech field for the female entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs out there. And I want to ask you, you know, what do you think it is? Why do you think there's such a lack of our gender in tech startups and tech companies in overall? You know, um, it's really an interesting phenomenon because if you look statistically, women um, are very well represented in technology majors these days at universities. However, when you look at the industry itself, even though there's a lot of women in tech, there's not a lot of women in startups and at the higher levels of management. So, you know, we have like Sheryl Sandberg um, and Marissa Mayer, but that's like few and far in between. And it's really hard to say what it is that, that's causing, causing so few women to really excel in the industry. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that uh, your being here today will really help women see that we can do it and, uh, you know, see that they can see you as sort of a, a mentor for them, even if they don't know you personally, because not our, all of our mentors have to be people we know personally, right? So, uh, so thank you so much for being here, Renee. Renee, tell us a little bit about SheBites. What, what happens over there? 
what happens here. Um, well, she writes a technology blog, and it's written from a woman's perspective. And I think inherently a female perspective on anything is going to be different than a guy, but it's really um, unique when it comes to technology. Uh, I found that men are generally interested in functionality. So when they're looking at a piece of technology, they really want to know, well, what can this piece of gadgetry do for me? Whereas women are more interested in practicality. So they want to know what can, can this gadget do for me rather than what can it do in general. So I think while most technology publications are authored by men, they address the male perspective. She Bites, which is uh, edited by a woman, addresses both. And if you look just at the categories on my blog, there's three categories. It's Bites for Business, Bites for Life, and Bites for the Soul. And just the way that I have the blog laid out really speaks to the objective of the site, which is, you know, what can this gadgetry or piece of technology do for my business? What can it do for my life? What can it do for my soul? And that's a little bit different than the other major technology blogs out there that categorize things into mobile or PC or laptop or, mm-hmm. or cameras, which is just really centered on what is the product rather than what's the practicality of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I got a great taste of exactly what you're talking about this morning. Uh, since you and I met, well, we've never spoken, but we've, we've chatted online. Uh, since you and I met a number of weeks ago, you know, I peek in on She Bites every now and then, and I've been really enjoying your blogs. And I actually commented on one this morning because it really hit home. You wrote a blog about technology and iPhones, you know, and that, that we now carry a video camera and a camera with us everywhere we go and can that be actually interfering with our quality of life and our our happiness in some ways because we're always so busy recording the events that we don't take in the events and I really love that perspective and it it was so timely Renee because last night I was at a friend's house watching the Olympic closing ceremonies and both of us all three of us were just in awe over how many of those athletes who have worked their entire lives to get there were lost behind their iPhones recording the event instead of living in the moment. And it felt so sad. (laughs) Right? How interesting is that? I mean, how often do people, I mean, even people who are attending the event, rather than being in the moment or really attending to what's happening, they're on their phones, maybe taking pictures and posting an update and sharing it with their friends. And on one hand, it's amazing because, Thousands and millions of people who are not there can participate in the event, even though they're not physically present. But on the other hand, it's detracting from the people who are there, who are present, who really can't be fully attentive to what's happening because they're focused on their smartphone or the camera or whatever. Right. And so it's about achieving some sort of a balance, right? Because I, you know, I'm out there. I think it's really fun to take a quick picture wherever I'm at and shoot it up to Twitter and Facebook or to record a little video and send it out there. I think that's a blast. But then I put the dang thing away and enjoy (laughs) the rest of the night. And so, you know, if you're out there listening saying, oh, yeah, I do spend a lot of time on the other side of the iPhone instead of in the room, you know, you might consider just striking some balance and ask yourself, because I know somebody who does this, ask yourself if you're actually hiding some sort of a a social anxiety 
behind that iPhone because I think that it's a great tool for people to do that, to, to make themselves more comfortable in their environment because now they've got something to do that they're very comfortable with. So we're going to go into break. And when we come back, we're going to be chatting about your business and how to make the plan and how to make the plan work because a lot of people are out there saying, it's just not working for me and I don't know how to make it work. How can I improve my website stats? Where do I begin? How do I, you know, take on all the complexities of internet marketing, social media, and run my business too? And so we're going to get some advice from our guest, Renee Schmidt. And uh, please head on over to SheBytes, S-H-E-B-Y-T-E-S dot com to check out some of Renee's fabulous insights. And we will see you back here on the Million Dollar Mindset in just a few seconds. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tugginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Tugginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
Okay, here we go, folks. We're here today with Renee Schmidt, who sees technology not as a goal, but as a tool. And it's it's something, it's a tool that she's used to improve her lifestyle. So through her blog, her consulting service, her eBooks, Renee helps others to use technology to accomplish the same. And Renee, you, you did it right out right off the bat, right? You you launched this online business and you achieved 20,000 page views a month within the first year of your business, which is pretty amazing. Talk to us about the strategy that you use there. Well, it's actually an interesting story. Uh, as, as you mentioned before, I had started my career out in banking. And when I left a bank, I, I decided to start a business with with a few partners, and we created a technology company, and it was a cloud computing company. And very few people a few years ago uh, knew what cloud computing meant. And many people probably still don't know what it means, but essentially cloud computing, where the company that we started, let clients host their entire network infrastructure in the cloud so that they wouldn't have to have a server on site. So it was a fully outsourced computing solution that was managed by a third party. So I created this business with, with my partners, and I was looking for different initiatives of how to market myself. And we're based out in New York City, so initially I started by going to different networking events in New York. And I would talk to people and tell them about my business, and they would all look at me like I was nuts because they had no <laughs> idea what I was talking about. Of course. But, yeah, so I quickly realized that, you know, I needed to do something different. And what was interesting, at the time, cloud computing was really gaining a lot of steam and buzz on the Internet. So I thought to myself, if only I can get clients to find me online, since everybody online seems to be talking about cloud computing, then that would really benefit my company. So I started to do a lot of Internet marketing, and I started to learn a lot about Internet marketing. And, and all of the initiatives that I was taking, they were all working. Uh, the problem wasn't their effectiveness. Really, the issue was that it was expensive, and I didn't like the ROI. The return on investment just wasn't, wasn't what I thought was appropriate for a small business. We were really spending a ton of money on our marketing. So I was looking into different alternatives and really inquiring into the nature of Internet marketing and learning so much along the way Ultimately, that led me to decide, you know what, I'm going to brand myself and I'm going to create this blog and I'm going to talk about technology and I'm going to talk about it in a very, very general way to a very large audience. And then in the off chance that I need to talk about cloud computing and promote my business, I'll actually have ears that are willing to listen who are interested in the subject matter that I'm talking about. So I created SheBite and... Ultimately, my blog ended up getting bigger than my business, and that's what led me to create SheBite's online strategy, which is SOS, the consulting business that, that I, I now am running. And the objective of my company is to help other small and mid-sized business owners with all of the information that I was able to gather through, through my learning and over the years of promoting my computing business and ultimately my blog and help others use the internet to accomplish the same thing. 
So, so tell us a little bit more. I mean, that's a fascinating story. Tell us a little bit more about why why she bites the blog got so big, and and what you did other than just put great content out there. Well, part of it is is the great content, and I'll circle back to that in a second. me being a woman in technology and women, as we mentioned, are underrepresented in the space. Um, So when I went out into social media with that angle, it was really attractive to people. And I think that that's one key thing to highlight. You always need to go out into social media or the media itself. And whenever you're representing yourself online, you want to look for some kind of niche and something that gives you a little bit of like an extra flavor that other people don't have, Um, but also because I blog so much and I have so much unique content, search engines love my website, and so they crawl it because I'm always feeding them with fresh information, and these days, search engines are actually more likely to favor and give good ranking to websites that have a lot of dynamic content, so if you create a website and there's no new information being added to it, nothing is changing on the site, it really just gets buried um, within the search engines. It won't show up on any of the top few pages unless you're doing a lot of search engine optimization for it, which can get expensive. However, if you're blogging and you're doing a lot of social media, your website will will really look credible to the search engines that are, are giving a lot of weight to social information um, and I, so I think that that's another key reason why SheVice has been so successful. It really does have a lot to do with the unique content. Okay. So when you say unique content, you don't necessarily mean what you write as much as the fact that you're, you're writing, what, almost daily? Is that right? I do write daily, yes. And it's, it's only part of it. You, you can't just go out and create a blog and then put two lines on it right. every day because Google is not going to look at that and view that as relevant content. You really mm-hmm. want to be thinking, I mean, in terms of, of myself, every time I write a blog post, I think to myself, what's the objective of this post? What's right. the call to action? How is this going to rank in search engines? How are people going to find this? Who is it going to help? And if it's really relevant and, and the information is timely, you can get really, really good results from it. Wow. So so I'll use, and I do this a lot on my show, unfortunately, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'll use myself as an example here. I have a website for my emotional freedom techniques practice. And, uh, you know, hey, Shoemaker's Kids, I'm, I'm confessing that I have stopped blogging on it just because of a, of a time you know, factor. And um, it's not my core business. So it's kind of fallen to the bottom of the heap. So if I were to commit to putting, let's just say three blogs a week, maybe 400 words out there on that website, do you feel like that would be enough to revive it in the search engines? Well, you would need to make sure that your website is being indexed properly by the search engine and that it's, okay. it's being crawled properly, but assuming that it is, then yes, absolutely. If you mm-hmm. created 
three blog posts a week and you were mindful about the way that you were structuring those posts and mm -hmm. you were putting in the correct search engine optimization into the post, you can mm -hmm. get really great traction for your website. Okay, and by, and by correct search engine optimization, you mean um, the, the keywords that you want to be found on, is that right? Exactly, like you want to be thoughtful about the title and the slug, the URL, as well as the metadata and keywords inside the post. And if you can be thoughtful about all of those elements and put together unique content that's about 400 words, then yeah, absolutely, you can revive the site and really start to drive traffic to your website from, from doing that. So this alone is such a useful tip for just about any entrepreneur because, you know, to get up there, you know, to get found by the search engines is just critical to your success. And so that's fabulous. And, uh, you know, as, as a coach, I'll tell you, you can, you can hire somebody to do this content and they don't have to be an expert in your field because there's a lot of information out there and a good writer will research the information. And that's, and it doesn't have to cost a fortune either, depending on your budget and depending on the results that you want at, at the end. Would you agree with me there, Renee? Yeah, absolutely. I think more often than not, people are hiring writers to put their content together for them. Mm -hmm. You know, you could just come up with a storyline for your blog post and say, maybe give the writer the title of the post and a paragraph summary, and, and a writer will be able to go out and research it and come up with a great concept and put it yeah. together, yeah. Yeah. So I love it. It doesn't have to be a time suck for you entrepreneurs out there. <laughs> All right. So so that's a fabulous tip. Just get blogging. And then and then I would think in a, as an extension of that, uh, at least what I do is I go out into social media and I tell people about my blogs in addition to my other activity in social media. So talk to us a little bit about that piece of the strategy. That's actually a great strategy that you're employing because I say every single uh, bit that you put out on social media, whether it be a tweet or a Facebook update, it needs to be informative on your business, but also you want it to have a call to action to bring people back to your website. So if you're putting together really informative blog posts and then you're going on Twitter, you're going on Facebook and you're sharing that, with your network in a way that engages them and asks them to click on the link and go to your site, not only are they going to read a really informative blog post, but they're also on your website. And if you have other calls to action on the site that promote your business, that could be a huge, huge way to drive leads or sales if you have, you know, an e-commerce business. Mm -hmm. Right, right, exactly. Fabulous information. So, okay, so we've got our blog, we've got our presence in social media, and uh, some a, a tip or two there. Where else do we go from here? What do we need to know to have a fabulous strategy in place? Well, I think search engine optimization is, is huge. And although a lot of it can be done through blogging, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a great way, although it can be time-consuming. And, and even if you outsource the writing to somebody else, you know, a blog is, is a big endeavor, I would say. Um, but search engine optimization 
is, is really misunderstood. And I think everybody knows somebody who's doing SEO, and it's hard to know who to trust. And if you yeah. don't really understand what SEO is, you can really get, you can get ripped off. Yeah, you can. It's easy. It's easy to get ripped off when you're looking for somebody to help you with that. Renee, we're going to go into another break, and then I'd like to continue exactly that line of conversation when we come back. Thanks for joining us today on Million Dollar Mindset, everyone. We'll see you back here in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Are you ready to get your woohoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio, Love, Life, Business, and the Pursuit of Happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. I am thrilled to be here with online marketing strategist and expert, Renee Schmidt. And Renee, going into break, we were talking about SEO companies. And, you know, I happen to know by having a lot of clients who who need SEO experts that it's really easy to get overwhelmed by this choice because, let's face it, we're looking for experts because we don't know a lot about it ourselves. 
So I thought it'd be a lot of fun if you could give us some tips on choosing a good SEO company, maybe some questions to ask and some things to look for so that we can be educated consumers. What do you think? I would love to give you some tips of what to look for and also what to watch out for. Okay. Um, But before I jump into that, I just want to say I think it's really, really powerful if if a business owner sits with an internet marketing strategist for just one hour just to understand SEO and to understand what they should be doing SEO for for their business. Because an internet marketing strategist doesn't generally sell SEO services, so they can just give a really objective overview and then the business owner is educated when they're shopping for an SEO company. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that a lot because, um, you know, if you spend money with an SEO company before you're ready to spend that money, and the same goes with PPC, pay-per-click, then you really are throwing money out the window. You have to make sure that your website and your strategy are right on before you want to invest a lot of time and resources into SEO or PPC or other kinds of advertising, right? Exactly. And that's what you do. Am am I right? You do that in your consulting? Yeah. That's exactly what I do. I I sit down with clients and we come up with a holistic strategy for the company's marketing. And we really think through, well, should we be doing social media? Should we be doing SEO? Should we be doing PPC? Do we need to refresh the website? And we think through all of those things before the business owner goes out and starts hiring vendors. Because vendors, you know, they, they have a great pitch. They're experts at mm-hmm. pitching whatever it is that they do. And oftentimes people get sold on stuff that they don't need. And sitting with an internet marketing strategist, sitting with someone like myself can really avoid those types of pitfalls for a business owner. Yeah. And again, I can't express how important that is. I have a client who owns a very successful um, PPC agency, and we're both amazed at how many people who do not even have a conversion engine on their website, a way to convert, you know, kind of tire kickers into prospects and eventually uh, clients want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars a month on PPC. It's crazy. So if you sit down with somebody like Renee, you can, you know, and because what happens in three months when they're not seeing results, right, they come back angry. And so you want to sit down with somebody like Renee, Renee herself, or, or someone who, you know, someone else that you may be familiar with and figure out your strategy and then work at getting those things in place and make sure that you have a model in place that is actually going to bring people into that marketing funnel before you spend your time and resources on SEO. Assuming that we're ready for search engine optimization, what are some of the things that we need to look out for? Okay, so I'm going to start with the things to look for, and then we'll talk about what to look out for. Okay. I think the first thing to look for is recommendations from friends, business partners, people that you know and trust. Um, that's uh, always the best place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the next thing is to Google the company name. If they're an SEO company, they need to be on page one for relevant terms for their organization. So if it's an SEO company in New York, they should appear on page one for SEO New York. And if they don't, then that's probably a pretty big red flag. Mm-hmm. So you're uh, not saying that... 
you're not saying that every SEO firm has to be on page one because that's not realistic, but to be on page one in either their specialty or their geographic region is important. Absolutely. They need to have rankings in their market area or in their specialty. And if they don't, then, you know, well, why? Why don't you have SEO? You're an SEO company. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Sorry to have interrupted you. I just wanted to clarify that. (laughs) Feel free to to ask questions as we go along because I don't want to miss anything that someone in the audience would would want to know. Um, So the next thing is to ask for examples of sites that the SEO company has optimized, and that'll give you a taste of their work. So, for example, if they say, well, my client is a career coach, then you want to say, well, can you show me their website? And then you want to go into Google and you want to Google the keywords for that client and make sure that they do indeed appear on page one of search. (laughs) Such a simple tip. And yet, you know what? I've never thought of that. Wow, that's so (laughs) true. (laughs) Okay, great. These are great. Go on. I, okay, so another great tip is um, to have a realistic sense of estimated time. So you're going to want to ask the company how long it's going to take them to do SEO. And if they tell you that you're going to be on page one in four weeks or in a week or two weeks or even two months or three months, I would say that's a big red flag because with search engine optimization, we really don't know how long it's going to take to get optimized. It can take a little bit longer. It can take a little bit shorter, but you definitely will not be on page one in a week or so. Uh, mm-hmm. So if a company is promising something like that, that could be a red flag unless they're giving you an assurance for the results, meaning that it's a pay-per-performance campaign. So they'll say, well, you pay us 25% now and 75% when we get you on mm-hmm. page one. And page one will be in two months, and it's a guarantee. I think anybody that's offering you pay-for-performance SEO is is a safe, safer bet than a company that's not offering that. Yeah, absolutely, because they believe in themselves. They're, they've got some integrity behind it, and uh, that's not always easy to manage uh, accounting-wise, but it is a good business model for the other for the pay. PPC or SEO company. So I think that's great. Okay, good. Good tips. Yeah. So you want to hear what to watch out for? Yes. <laughs> this is this is an important list too. Okay, so the first red flag is if they if the SEO company is offering you pricing before they know the keywords that you want to use. Uh-huh. And the reason I say this is I'm going to use a very, very general example, but hosting. There are like thousands of hosting companies out there, website hosting, and some of the big ones, for example, Network Solutions or GoDaddy or One to One. And if I call an SEO company and they don't even know what my business is and they're giving me a price, what if what if my keyword is hosting? If I want to do SEO for hosting it's going to cost a lot of money to knock out my competitors. And so that keyword would be really expensive to go after. And if the SEO company is giving me a quote before they even know what keyword I'm going after, then there's something wrong with the equation. 
That's such a good point. So, so don't don't look at those generic quotes. They have to know what they're doing in terms of buying those keywords. Good. I like that. Okay. Also, if a company is offering unlimited keywords, it's the same exact concept. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't offer unlimited keywords. You just don't know uh, how competitive the keyword is and how long it's going to take. So that's also a red flag. Okay. Okay. All right. There's one more, which is just in line with others, too. If... uh, if a company, an SEO company, could be trying to sell you a keyword that has no traffic on it. So essentially, it would be very easy for somebody to um, get SEO for hosting in New York City, but only Brooklyn. Let's say that was the keyword term, hosting in New York City, but only Brooklyn. There's absolutely no traffic on a keyword like that. So it would be really easy to get ranking for it. So if a company is trying to sell you a really long tail SEO keyword that has no traffic that's also a red flag. That's that's a great point. And those long tails are really hard to figure out, like, what's logical, because you have to think like the people who are searching for you. So um, can you give us a sense of, is like, is there any kind of formula or something that you put into developing or choosing your long tail keywords? Well, it, I, I think this is sort of where the internet marketing strategist comes in because they can mm-hmm. really sit with you and help you assess what are the best keywords for your customers. Mm-hmm. But as an aside of, from that, I would recommend that a business owner really just sit and, and think, well, if I was my client, what would I be looking for? And I would type those keywords into the search engine and see what comes up. And if you see your competitors coming up, you know, that's a pretty good indication that you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. And if you Mm -hmm. see nothing relevant coming up, then that's probably not a very high traffic keyword. Right, right. Absolutely. Great. Okay. Any other red flags? Um, The last one is just pricing. I think if it's really, really cheap pricing, it's a bad sign. Time is money. But if the price is also really, really high, it doesn't necessarily indicate quality. So I would go back to the first list that I offered, which is really to, to just check on who you're working with and make sure they're. Just a quick question here. A typical relationship with an SEO company, will that be on a monthly retainer? Do people pay up front? Because it's not a, just a one-time thing that they do, right? It has to go on for a while, right? Yeah, SEO can go on for a while. And usually there's an agreement for a fee until you get to ranking, until you get to page one. And then um, at that point, maybe the fee structure changes to maintenance because there's less time involved to maintaining a keyword on page one rather than getting it to page one. Mm-hmm. But many companies work in different ways. So sometimes you'll have, um, you pay a, a lot up front and then you get a lot of work done or you pay over time. It really just depends on the company that you're working with. Okay, wonderful. And we're here with online marketing strategist and expert Renee Schmidt, and we'll be back with you in just a moment.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Why do I feel so lousy? Why aren't my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better. To make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Tugginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude. And Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here with founder and CEO of SheBites.com, S-H-E-B-Y-T-E-S.com. Make sure and check out Renee's blog for some really insightful information on technology as one of the very few women in the technology field. Renee has some some uh, thoughtful blogs out there and some really different and wonderful perspectives on technology so make sure and check that out so renee we're 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 back with you know we've covered what seo to look out for and and things to talk about what else do we need to cover about online marketing strategy i think one important takeaway that I would like the audience to have is that internet marketing is not a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of business owners, they hear social media and they think they ought to be doing it, um, or they hear blogging and they think, oh, I must have a blog. But the truth is that every business is unique and not each type of internet marketing is, is going to make sense. For instance, if you're a like online furniture seller. Let's say you sell dinette sets or dinette tables on the internet. Um, a social media company might try to sell you their services, but does anybody really want to read about dinette sets on the internet? Right. I mean, it's not. It's not likely. Um, 
So, you know, that might not necessarily be the best strategy. On the other hand, maybe it would make sense to do a couple of guest blog posts about design and work in an interior design aspect and get that out there. And then if you're doing social media in conjunction with maybe some blogging for a client like that, maybe that could make sense. So I really think it's important to know that just because you hear about it and there's a lot of buzz about it and everybody on the internet is talking about it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to choose the medium that, you know, where where your clients are at. And, uh, you know, for some, for an example like that, Pinterest may be a great way to go. I really do believe there's a social media out there for just about any business because we've got LinkedIn for B2B and Pinterest for those, those visual uh, product based businesses. And, uh, but, but yeah, it's, you're right. You don't always want to blog about your products. So you have to think of an extension of your products uh, if you're going to go that route. So, so then a business like that, or another good example is I have a friend who owns a catering service, but they only cater to daycare centers, and most of the people who are looking for them are looking for them through lists that the state provides, not on the internet, right? So the internet is not where they want to be except for a website. Uh, so... You know, what kind of strategy then would would a business like that use to take advantage of the uh, Internet medium? Well, if I was that, that company, I would want to make sure that my website comes across credible when people do go on the Internet and try to find me. So the first thing that I would want to make sure of is that I appear in search engines when somebody is looking for my business name. And although that sounds so simple, you would be surprised by how many businesses are are not even being indexed in search engines. Yeah. Uh, they just haven't taken a few really simple steps to indicate the search engine that their website exists. Um, also, I would want to make sure that I had some reviews on Google Maps and that I had, well, that I had a Google Maps page that I had reviews and I was appearing in places and that my phone number was there and that it was really easy for clients to both find me and contact me and that, you know, I looked like a credible business. Yeah. So internet yeah. marketing, it, it, sometimes in the very simplest sense, is just to make sure that you can get found. Right. Right, because it is uh, so amazing how often you find people who are supposed to be public figures and you key in their name, and uh, even if it's a slightly unique name, a million different people come up with that name, and there's nothing that sets them apart to know for you to know whether or not you're looking at the right, the right person. Um, so I think it's important to find a way to set yourself apart. So, so yeah, listing in Google Places and going through that whole process is something that a lot of people can even do on their own, right? It's not that difficult. It's very, very easy to do. It's so user-friendly. Google is really user-friendly. So is Bing and so is Yahoo. I think people just they don't even think about it. They don't realize mm-hmm. that they need to do to take that simple step, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So let's go then. Let's let's switch topics. We we only have about seven or eight minutes left to the show, which is so hard to real to uh, imagine. It's gone so fast. Um, let's look at the people who do have a viable online business. They're they're you know selling online. What are some of the mistakes you see for these e-tailers that that uh, are really keeping them from uh, stepping forward and and being noticed? Um, I think each business has its own own challenges that I've seen at least. Um, you know, I worked with one e-tailer that's getting um, great traffic from Google AdWords. So they're doing CPC or, or they're doing pay-per-click. But on the other hand, they are not being that targeted with their viewers. So they're getting a lot of erroneous traffic. So they're they're... Uh, keywords are too broad, and their product is a little bit more niche. So rather than driving in buyers that are going to specifically be looking for their product, they're driving in traffic that's too broad, and so they're overspending money on on their Google AdWords campaign, and I see that happen quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen other companies that um, are just missing the mark on their AdWords altogether, so they they just don't appear on page one at all when somebody performs the search for their product. And oftentimes those retailers are also selling their product to a much bigger company like, you know, maybe Best Buy or Bye Bye Baby or Toys R Us or a bigger bigger retailer. And so they're still able to sell their product, but they're, when somebody performs a search for it, they're not selling it through their own site. They're selling it through... Toys R Us or, or one of these these uh, whole or one of these much larger conglomerates. Um, so. And- I'm sorry. So, you know, that's a great um, a great point. And I happen to have a few clients in that position where, you know, when you diaper, when you, <laughs> when is a diaper bag and when, when, when you um, search, you know, they'll come up, but their website won't come up. They come up in Amazon and Bye Bye Baby and such. What can we do about that? I think with a little bit of search engine optimization, the company can try to get itself to come up higher. Um, so, you know, you don't want to start doing an AdWords campaign where you're paying to compete against right. uh, these companies because that doesn't make sense. You don't want to pay to compete against yourself. But if you can build a really nice brand and you have a good-looking website, somebody might not necessarily want to buy through Toys R Us or Bye Bye Baby. Maybe they'll become more loyal to your business and, and they'll come to your website and buy from you directly. Or maybe you have special products on your site that they can't purchase through Best Buy or through a bigger company. And so they'll be more interested in looking at the, the larger selection. Mm-hmm. So for them, the keyword-rich blogging strategy could be very, very important, right? Absolutely. I think that that strategy could be great. And it would also be great to have a social media presence as well, because when somebody performs a search for just about anything, if there's a, a Twitter page associated with that keyword or a Facebook page or a LinkedIn page associated with that keyword, that's always going to come up at the very, very top of Google. Mm-hmm. And uh, also having some form of video on your website is going to help you a lot, too. 
Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people are going into YouTube these days to find what they're yeah. looking for. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's astounding. I mean, you can just go into Google and look for, you know, business uh, techniques for online marketing and then see what comes up for that and find tons of videos. You know, not necessarily that everything that you find is going to be game-changing or completely revamp your business, but maybe you can find some useful tips. And so people really are using video to find what they're looking for, and it can be a very, very strong enhancement in internet marketing campaign, depending, again, on what your product is. Going back to the example I gave earlier of, uh, you know, somebody who's selling I just have a couple. Oops. Sorry, lost you there for a minute. We just have a couple minutes left in the show, and I have uh, a final question for you here before you tell our viewers where to find you and such, our listeners, <laughs> viewers' video. What are, what are your thoughts on people who are going to video blogging rather than the written blog? I think that video blogging can be a very, very strong way to get um, people to come to your website and really a great way to engage an audience, and I'm all for it as long as you can put together, you know, great videos on a regular basis. And is it wise then to complement that video with some keyword-rich uh, statements? Is that how you would do that on your website? I mean, that would be like a dual-prong approach, I guess, to bringing people to a site. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily, I mean, it's not necessary, I think, is the easiest way to put it. You can just go into YouTube and search for what you're looking for and you're going to want to make sure those keywords are tagged to the video on mm-hmm. YouTube rather than um, on your blog itself. Okay. Okay. So, but Google will still find a person who's doing video blogging and, and not putting up the blog content. Is that right? Yeah, because Google now owns YouTube. <laughs> That's the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness. We're becoming a con- conglomerate here, aren't we? So, Renee, with about a minute left in the show, would you just uh, go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you and uh, what uh, who your ideal client is? Well, people can find me at shebites.com. That's my technology blog. If they go to shebites.com backslash online strategy, you'll be able to read about my SOS consulting services where I help small businesses or mid-sized businesses with their internet marketing strategy. So if you feel like I can help you um, better monetize your business, your product, and improve your internet presence, then definitely do visit my site. Oh, thank you, Renee Schmidt, for being here. We'll talk again soon and see everyone else next week here on The Million Dollar Mindset. Thank you, Marla. Thank you for being a part of The Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,